discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Father, thank you. We are grateful for sending our son, Jesus Christ, to come and die for us, to give us a life, to give us the opportunity we have to serve you. Thank you for your blessings. We receive your word with meekness and with gladness, with great joy, even in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, you can be in church and never know Jesus. You can be in church and never know, have a relationship with him, a practical, um, living relationship with him. God, God desires that you have a wonderful fellowship with the Son, Jesus Christ. You can be in the same house with your wife and never talk. Or you can be in the same house with your brother or your sister and you, you never have sweet fellowship, but you are in the same house. Same thing applies to Christianity. You can be born again, you are in the house of God, but all these things are just motions for you. When we go to church, we have opening prayer. When we go to church, we have praises. When we go to church, we sing worship. So you may never pause to really worship the Lord. You may sing the songs, but it's just on your lips. It's not from your heart. It says, they draw nigh to me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me. Your heart must be very close to the Lord. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9, it says that God is faithful who has called us unto fellowship onto the fellowship of the Son, Jesus Christ. We've been called to fellowship with Jesus, to have a practical fellowship with Jesus. It's so important. That is where your life is. That is where your development is. Jesus said that, He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of this life. The more you fellowship with him, the more light you have. The brighter your life becomes. The brighter your path becomes. The more you know what to do. And the more you have the world towing to you because you've learned to kneel before the king of kings and the lord of lords you've learned to knit your heart together with the one who made you so men will fall in line and bless you and help you because you are falling in line with your creator it's so important the bible says remember your creator in the days of your youth this is the time to remember the one who created you the time to serve the one who gave his life for you Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So important. So, develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you'll be in your house and then you just, you know, there's, there's a song bubbling in your heart. It's bubbling in your heart. Bubbling in your heart. I love, I love. I love, I love your presence. You can take your seat. I love, I love, I love, I love you, Jesus. 
develop a relationship with him, you will look for man. You look for people to satisfy what nobody else can satisfy. You look for drugs to satisfy what no human being can satisfy. You look for a job to satisfy what no man can, no job can satisfy. You look for drugs to satisfy what no man can satisfy. Only God can satisfy that place in your heart. Your fellowship life with the Lord. It's so important. If you bomb it out, you bomb the huge thing out of your life. You will never be satisfied. He's the one in whom there's real satisfaction. So learn to, learn to love him. Learn to sing songs in appreciation to him for who he is in your life. For breath. If the breath you are breathing was sold. You couldn't, you couldn't have bought it. Look at how expensive electricity is. Yes. That can be put off. You can put your lights off. You can put everything off in the house. And it will be fine. But you can't put off air or oxygen in your life. The one who's causing your heart to pump, to beat, since you were born, since you were conceived. Actually, the heart starts beating when you are conceived. It's been beating since that time till now. Nice. Don't stop. Stop working. There's someone in charge of it. The earlier you appreciate that person, the better. The earlier you just pause in life and say, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to be alive. To be around. To exist. It's so important. It's so important. Don't be an ungrateful person. Be a grateful person. Yes. Be a grateful child of God. A lot of, a lot of children of God are not grateful. Just always looking for something. Always pursuing something. You want to catch on to something. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. And never appreciate God for what he has done in their lives. You must learn to appreciate God for what he has done in your life. And thank him with songs of appreciation. Songs of appreciation. Hallelujah. So I'm sharing concerning the work of a shepherd today. The work of a shepherd. Thank you. The work of a shepherd. I started sharing with you. This is the idea of what? It's written over here. Serving the Lord through shepherding as he blesses us. If today's your first time coming to this church, please give me a wave wherever you are. Give me a wave. You're all welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for coming. 
Welcome to the team. Hallelujah. So we are serving the Lord through something called shepherding. As he blesses us. Our blessings is in shepherding. Moses said to the children of Israel in Exodus chapter 23 verse 25. Look at Exodus 23 25. And you shall serve the Lord your God. And he shall bless your bread. And your water. And he will take sickness away from the midst of you. You shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless your bread, and shall bless your water, and he shall take away sickness from the midst of you. So as you serve him, he blesses you. And it's important to serve him. Our calling is a calling to service. During the week, I saw a post somewhere. I don't know whether it was um, um, a quote by one of these famous preachers. I don't know whether it was C.S. Lewis or... Um, one of those guys and it says Christ's call to the unbeliever is come isn't it, is to come and his call or instruction to the, be- the believer is to go that's the gospel in sim- the gospel to the unbeliever is come and the gospel to the believer is go that is the gospel in, in a short, short form that is how it is so if you're a Christian and you're not going there's something wrong that's the that's truth. Every Christian must go. Must do something for the Lord. Must, I mean, your life must be a seed for others to benefit from you. I hope you can hear me. Can you hear me? Okay. Since you shall serve me and I will bless your bread. Then when you look at, there are several verses I could show you. When you look at Job chapter 36 verse 11. Job 36 verse 11. If they obey and serve me, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. If they obey and serve me, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. If you obey and you serve the Lord, he says you shall what? How many of you want to spend your days in prosperity? Yeah, Prosperity is being blessed on every side. Yes, contentment on every side. In your life, in your finances, in your, in your peace. In every single aspect of your life. Do you see? If they shall what? Obey. It is conditioned or it is premised on your obedience and your serving the Lord. That's the truth. It says, taste and see how good, that the Lord is good. You must taste and see how good the Lord is. Do you see? It's so important. It's so important. And in Psalm 105, look at Psalm 105, 102, rather, verse 13, all the way to 15. Psalm 102, from verse 13. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion, for the time to favor her, yea, the set time is come. Who is Zion? You and I are Zion, Zion isn't it? When you become born again, you become a member of the body of Christ, and hence a part of Zion. Mount Zion is the city of God, the heavenly Jerusalem. And we are the heavenly Jerusalem. If you read your Bible very carefully, you will see that you are the heavenly Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. Look at Hebrews 12, 22. So the, the, thing, the kingdom of God is such that the members, those who make up the kingdom of God are the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not things. It's that those who make up the kingdom of God are the kingdom of God. Do you understand? Uh-huh. But ye are come unto Mount Zion. 
He didn't say you are trying to get there. He says you have come unto Mount Zion. And Mount Zion is the city of the living God. And he calls it the heavenly Jerusalem. To an innumerable company of angels. We have come unto the heavenly Jerusalem. Do you see? And if you read in Revelation chapter 21 verse 1. You will see it. Revelation 21 verse 1. He says, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Next verse, verse 2. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God, out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. You see, he says, the New Jerusalem was prepared as a bride for her husband. And you and I know that, if you've read your Bible very carefully, you will know that the bride is actually the church. Okay? And the church is made up of you and I. All those who are born again are members of the body of Christ. And hence, members of the church, or part of the church. The church is not a building. It's, it's more than a building. The church is the people that are in it. So when we say church, we are the one we are referring to. If you are born again, you are part of the church. You could be a finger in the church. Or you could be a tool in the church. Whatever it is, you are part of the church. And you make up Mount Zion. We all make up Mount Zion. The city of the living God. Do you see? So in Psalm 102, where we're reading, verse 13, he says that the time to favor Mount Zion is come. Go to that place. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion. Who is Zion? He says, God will arise and have mercy upon you. Wow. Don't you need mercy? Can't you see that you need mercy? When you look at how bad you can be, you realize that you need mercy in your life. Yes. I was made a bishop not long ago. And my first, no, no, it's not time to clap. My first, the first thing I said when they gave me an opportunity to talk was that I'm a vessel of mercy. I'm a vessel of God's mercy. It's not because of some wild prayers that we have prayed or some wild ministry that we have done that we have become bishop. It's just mercy. I'm a vessel of just the mercy of God. Yes. Everything we do is because of the mercy of God. God is just having mercy on you. It's not because you are some handsome guy, you are some wild guy. No, because you see, as far as God is gone, everything about you is not correct. Yeah. Even the way you are looking at me now, Christ, it's not correct. Yeah. Like, who is this man? What does he say? What? You see, I mean everything. So Paul, Paul mentions that we are, it's just the mercy of God that is making us, keeping us alive and allowing us to even work for the Lord and be with the Lord to do anything for him. I mean, the invitation that God gives to you to come and work with him and come and do, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just the mercy of God. 2 Corinthians 4.1 Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy. You see, being in the ministry is mercy. All the things you can do for the Lord, is just the mercy of God that he has given to you. To, to be around. To talk to somebody. To, because you are not correct. Who gave you the, the, the audacity to talk to somebody who is also not correct? You are blind. How can you need somebody who is blind? It's the mercy of God that is helping you to have a certain stand. To be able to help someone to also stand. It's the mercy of God. They see clearly. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, it's, it's, it's clear. As we have received mercy. Ministry is mercy. It's the mercy of God that you are where you are. Yes. It's not because you are something. It's not because you are some wild person. Like you know the Lord so much. No, it's the mercy of God. So, when, when you have an opportunity to do something for the Lord, you just have to thank him for this. For choosing you to be able to do what you are doing. Do you see? Yes. For choosing you to have the opportunity to be a blessing to somebody, to invite someone to church, 
to bash somebody to church, to compel somebody. It's the mercy of God. I tell you, is God, is God having mercy on you? Hallelujah. So the more you serve him, the more he blesses you. The more he increases you. The more he gives you many opportunities. It's so important. Hallelujah. So we've been sharing on um, working for the Lord through shepherding as he blesses us. And I started sharing with you on what it means to become a shepherd. And why you must become a shepherd, if you remember. And I've said too many things about that already. Now, if you give me your attention... I'll explain a lot of things to you. I have so many things to share with you today. So I want you to give me your attention. Genesis 46 from verse 31. And Joseph said unto his brethren and unto his father's house, I will go up and show Pharaoh and say unto him, My brethren and my father's house, which were in the land of Canaan, are come unto me. This is... Joseph talking to his, his father and his brothers. After his brothers had betrayed him and all those things had happened and he had made himself, he had become prime minister, he had gone to prison and all of that and become prime minister of Egypt. Okay? And he, he had seen, his brothers had seen him, he had made himself uh, known to his brothers. And his father and brothers had come to Egypt because there was famine. And the only place where there was food was in Egypt. So he called them to come. Now when they came, he said, I'm going to introduce you to Pharaoh. But there's a condition with the introduction to Pharaoh. See, there's a condition. Great condition. Yeah. Next verse. Look at the next verse. Verse 32. And the men are shepherds. And their trade has been to feed cattle. And they have brought their flocks and their heads and all that they have. So, Joseph is recounting what he's going to say to Pharaoh. He says, all the men that I'm introducing to you are shepherds. All of them are shepherds. They are trade. What brings them money? What brings them fame? What brings them influence is to feed cattle. And they have brought their flocks and their heads and all that they have here. Next verse. And it shall come to pass. When Pharaoh shall call you and shall say, what is your occupation? When Pharaoh asks you, what is your occupation? Next verse. That you shall say, thy servant's trade has been about cattle from our youth, even until now. From where? Our youth. We've been taking care of cattle from our youth until now. Both we and our fathers, that ye may dwell in the land of Goshen, for every shepherd is an abomination unto the Egyptians. Every shepherd is what? It's an abomination unto the Egyptians. Now, if you've read your Bible carefully, you will know that Pharaoh is a type of Satan. How many of you know that? If you didn't know, I'm telling you. Pharaoh is a type of Satan. Okay? Egypt is a type of the world. Okay? Moses is a type of Christ. So God sends Moses to take Israel. Israel is a type of people, the church. So he takes them out of Egypt, out of the hands of Pharaoh, into the promised land. The promised land is a type of um, the Christian walk and heaven. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that typology can be fitted into this particular thing. Pharaoh is Satan. And Egypt is the world. What does Pharaoh hit? 
What does Egypt hate? They hate what? They hate shepherds. That is why everything in this world will prevent you from becoming a shepherd. That is why the last thing Satan wants you to, to become is a shepherd. I tell you. Because you are, it is an abomination to him. Why? Why is it an abomination to him? Because of what shepherding is. Do you see? What is Pharaoh's desire for you? Pharaoh's desire is that you will be used to build Pitom and Ramses. You'll be used to build treasure cities for him. That is desire for you. A shepherd is removed from civilization into the battle of the desert with sheep and has nothing to do with civilization. When we were looking for David to anoint him, he was not in the town. He was in the wilderness. Why was he in the wilderness? He was in the wilderness with sheep. <laughs> do you understand? So Pharaoh hates it. The devil hates it. He doesn't want you to become a shepherd. At all. Because when you become a shepherd, he doesn't get you to become what he wants you to become. What does he want you to become? He wants you to serve under his hand with rigor. To build him treasure cities. To build Ecobank. And build HSBC Bank. And build Confanoche. And build... Where are you? We power authority. And build Jumia. And build... What else can... Absa. And build what? MTN. And build VRA. And build what? ECG. <laughs> and build a political party. But part that you, you will take care of sheep. People. God's people. It's like, it is useless. So they are boys. Ah, it's like, these people are not serious. What is this? Uh-huh. So it's an abomination to him. Because by choosing to go along that line, what you have decided is that you are not going to be inside his trade and inside what he wants you to do. Yeah. It's in the Bible, it's clear. Meanwhile, they don't know how good shepherding is. He says, they, they are trade. our trade from our youth have been to keep cattle, to feed cattle. From our youth. I'll talk about the rewards of shepherding very soon as we go. So that you see the blessings of shepherding. That MTN can never give to you. It can never give to you. So you can be working in MTN, but remember that you're a shepherd. So after your work, your, your laborious work for MTN, remember that you're a shepherd. And that you must do shepherding work for the Lord. Because the only thing that will cross from here to the next world is shepherding. The work of a shepherd is what will cross. The reward of a shepherd is what will cross. It's the only thing. You can go to NS Chemist and go and work. You can work anywhere. There's nothing wrong with it. But after you have worked in those places, remember that in the evenings, you must do the work of a shepherd. If you want to escape the jaws of Pharaoh and escape the jaws of Egypt, where you are working, but then you are not seeing what you are having. You are not seeing what you are building. You are doing so much. You do this, you work here, you do this, you do that, you do this, you check. And you realize that you are being paid 2,000 Ghana, 2,000 cities times 12. How many, how much is that? That is 24,000 Ghana cities. Do you know 20, if you are paid 2,000 Ghana cities, you see some of you have come to university first year, you are coming to go to school, you are going to pay this and pay that and pay hostel fee and pay this one and pay this one and pay this one and pay this one. They will pay and pay and pay and pay and pay and pay and pay. When you finish, you realize that keeping a job is a problem. 
they, some of these people, they have finished a long time. Long time. Ask them how job market is. <laughs> but Pharaoh, you see, Pharaoh has designed it such that you have to go to school. Yeah. Am I saying you shouldn't go to school? I never said that. You must go to school. Going to school opens your mind. It makes you something. It makes you bright. It's very important. But you should know that your life is not entirely dependent. You see, most of us are eating from what we did not go to school for. How many of you are eating from something you, are, you didn't go to school for? You'd be surprised. So allow the wisdom of God to stay in your heart. Okay? Hallelujah. The next thing I want you to notice is that shepherding is work. And it is not rest. Shepherding is what? It is work. It is not rest. Shepherding is what? If you are going to become a shepherd, you should know that it is, it is work. A shepherd works. What does, what, what, is, what does work do for you? What does work do to you? It makes you tired. Shepherding. Shepherding makes you what? Tired. What does work also do? Work takes money from you, isn't it? So shepherding will take money from you. How many of you had your lawyer fare being paid to come? Or who paid? How many of you, if you let who paid somebody's lawyer fare today? If you paid someone's lawyer fare, lift your hand. Lift your hand. Yes. Or you will pay later. <laughs> you realize that you will pay later. Okay. Yeah. When you are going to work, do you use money to go to work? TNT. Yeah. When you go to uh, work, do you do you use money to do various things? Yeah. You make money to use money to make calls, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. So shepherding is what? It's work. It takes energy. It's energy consuming. You can't decide. You can't be a shepherd and not feel tired. A shepherd will feel tired. Huh? It will take your money. Yeah. Hallelujah. It is emotionally involving. Work is emotionally involving, isn't it? Sometimes your boss will shout on you. Foolish girl, what do you mean? Why are you not doing it like this? Why didn't you meet the target? Go away. Who do you think you are? Isn't it? Listen, I worked, I worked in a certain bank. Uh, it was a Nigerian bank. Uh, many years ago. And when you don't meet your target, do eh, you know what they do to you? They can insult and insult your grandmother. Your great grandmother. They insult everybody. Yes, this bank had just come into Ghana and they wanted, they wanted to really make some money. And we're the ones they were working with to make the money. <laughs> so Friday mornings was review, review of the week. Friday mornings. It was always a very sad day. Because when you come, you, you know you, the target, you know you can't meet it. But then you have gone, you have tried to do something. When you come, you should see. They will call you when they mention and your heart is beating. It's more than uh, uh, vetting in school, I tell you. You'll be washed big time. Insults. What do you mean? Who do you think you are? What do you think we are just paying you for nothing? Useless girl, useless boy. Who do you think you are? It's emotional. Do you understand? It, you, sometimes you even cry. <laughs> Yes, you, you will not last in this place. You will suck you very soon. You are threatened all the time. If you are a shepherd, it's emotional. 
you have some of your, I mean, you, you know you're, this person is supposed to come to church and the person will swear to you. And you realize that when they come to church, as they are doing their worship, you can't even worship. As a pastor, I say, I love, I love. I'm like, Charlie God, you have to do something. <laughs> you want to go and make a call as we are in the church. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Disappointments, pressure. They close the door on you. Heartbreaks. They don't pick your call. They jump through a window. You've spoken to the person nicely. You say, oh, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. Surely I'll be there. The following morning, when you come and you call the person, all her phones are off. All the, the door is locked. When you text her, it's not going through. Nothing is happening. And you're wondering, ah, is this not the person that said, oh, I'm coming yesterday. What happened between yesterday and today? My mother said I shouldn't go to someone's church. Hey, one man church. This one. This one. Shepherding is emotionally involving because it is work. Hallelujah. Shepherding takes your attention because it is work. It is work because it takes your attention. Yes, if you are working, your attention is captured, isn't it? Focused on making something happen at the end of the day. Yes, shepherding does the same thing. It is work, so it will take your attention. If you don't give it your attention, it doesn't work. When you pay attention to the, to the flock, they start increasing. When you take your attention off the flock, they start going down. Exactly. Yes, riches do not endure forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So shepherding will take your time, your energy, your money, your emotions. Attention, like any other job would. But the mighty Holy Spirit helps you. So the Holy Spirit, is, that is why you need the Holy Spirit in shepherding. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't do the work of a shepherd. You become depressed over time. You become despondent over time. And you will give up. So what I read to you in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. Look at 2 Corinthians 4, 1 again. But this time I want to amplify. 2 Corinthians 4, 1. Amplified. Therefore, since we do hold and engage in this ministry by the mercy of God, granting us favor, benefits, opportunities, and especially salvation, we do not get discouraged. Have you it? Because shepherding can make you discouraged. So it says, we do not get discouraged, spiritless, and despondent with fear, and become filled with weariness and exhaustion. All these things cause his work. You become weary, you become exhausted, you become some, some way. Yes, it's labor. Do you see? Huh? It's labor. But the Holy Spirit is the spirit of help. He's the spirit of comfort. He's the spirit of, he's the one who encourages you. So you need, you need him. You need to talk to him more. So shepherding is an opportunity to get closer to the Holy Spirit. Because you will notice that the work is not something that a human being can do. It's humanly impossible to try and change another human being's life and try and make another human being do what you want him to do. Or what God, rather what God wants him to do. It's so difficult. It's like, come and let me change your life. The person does not like it. It is human nature. Can I show you a scripture along that line? Human beings are the most wicked people you can think about. Human, the Bible says that the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know? Who can tell? Even he himself cannot tell what he's capable of. A human being cannot, uh, cannot give you the end of his wickedness. Yeah. Human beings are some way, I tell you. John chapter 3, verse 16. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that those who believes in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. Then he says, King James, now verse 17. Then he says, For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. Now, so God is not condemning anybody. God has not come, God is not coming to you to judge you. And to say, you're a bad girl, you're a bad boy. Look at, your, look at all your sins. That's not why Jesus came. Jesus came to come and do something. He's coming to come and help you, to help you miss hell. And help you miss a terrible life. And help you have a glorious life with him. That is what he has come for, to do for, for you. That's all he has come to do. But look at the response of human beings to him. I mean, who, who doesn't... If someone comes to you, a millionaire comes to you and says, Sister, just follow me. I'll give you... Uh, Hundred million, hundred billion dollars. See, I mean, I mean, what will you do? Will you not follow the person? You follow the person, isn't it? Uh -huh. But human beings are such that eh? even when they follow the person, they would want to find out the person's, the source of the person's money, kill the person, and take the money. Have you seen some before? If you've not seen some in the world, at least Nigerian Nigerian movies will tell you how human beings are. Uh, someone will come, I mean, a, a maid servant will come to the house. Eh? The madam is treating her very nicely. And she will take over the madam's place and kill the madam and inherit the, the, the husband and kill all the children as time goes on. Have you seen some before? There's a country that was ruled by a certain man. It's not, the man died not long ago. He died about five years ago. The country's name begins with a Z. When the man, the man married from a certain country and had about three or four children with the, with the, with the, with the woman, the man's secretary, the president's secretary, eh, took over, killed the woman and killed all the three children and became the first lady. And the first lady was not enough for her. She was trying to become president as well. Yeah, that man, 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 woman, whichever, I mean, man, woman, girl, boy, Wicked people. Are you in the church? Yes. So you need the help of the Holy Spirit. Without, I mean, look at it. It says, for God sent not the Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world to him might be saved. I mean, how difficult is that? He wants everybody to be saved through him. But look at the way people reject Jesus Christ. You should go out. Who does he think he is? You should come off for that. Let us enjoy life. You only live once. YOLO. You only live once. Let me enjoy my life. I've just came to university. Now that I'm come to enjoy, they have brought me to this church. They are saying that I should love this, I should love this, I should love that. Now that I have my freedom from secondary school, now you want me to what? I should come and believe in who? I should come and be in church. Why should I be in church? Look at the next verse. For God said not his son, then he says, He that believeth on him, he that believes in Jesus Christ, is not condemned. That's all. As you believe in him, he says, You are not, you are not judged. The word condemned is judged. You are not judged. But he that believeth not is judged already. Why? Because he has not believed in the name of the Son of only begotten Son of God. The reason why people are going to be judged is because they don't believe in Jesus Christ. Now, look at the next verse, verse 8, verse 19. And this is the this is the judgment. This is people's problem. That light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. You would think that people would love that love light because I mean, if you are living in darkness, would you not want to have light? Yeah. But when the light comes, they say no. 
We don't like dark. We don't like light. We love darkness. So man is complex. Man is wicked. Man is a lover of darkness because of what is inside him. Man is strange. You can't understand. You see a beautiful girl. Everything is fine. She's okay. She doesn't need anything. Yet she's following someone's husband. Yeah. Beautiful girl. Everything is fine. But then she's giving herself over to all kinds of people. Having sex all over the place. What, what do you need? You don't need anything. It's not, it's not your fault. There's something inside you that tenders to darkness. It loves darkness. That is why everybody needs Jesus Christ. I tell you. And when you find Jesus Christ, you must find him well. Or else you'll you still be some way. So you need the help of the Holy Spirit to do the work of shepherding. Because the work of shepherding is what brings you real rest in life. Look at Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. 28. This is Jesus talking. Let's read this in the message version. Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28, message. Are you tired? Worn out? <laughs> He's asking, are you tired? Are you worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. This is Jesus talking. If you are tired of, of existence, of all that is going on, burn out on religion. Come to me. Get away with me. And you recover your life. The way to recover your life is to get away with Jesus. I will show you how to take a real rest. Real rest. Next verse. Sometimes people say that money is what to bring you real rest. You get the money, you are not afraid of thieves. You are not afraid of thieves. You get the money, it brings you many problems. Yeah. You think that sleeping with this guy is what to bring you peace. And rest. Like if, if only I can get this girl. I'll be satisfied. Oh, Mali. You finish her and still. You want to go and finish somebody else. You marry somebody you, you like. Everything is fine. After you have married her, more ladies are coming. There's no real rest in life, I tell you. You feel that this job, will, this job is your dream job. There's nothing like that. There's not like a dream job. You are lying. You get a dream job, you realize that it's not a dream at all. It's really, it's depressing you. When you have to wake up at 4 a.m. to go, you realize that, hey, what am I doing? Jesus says, walk with me and work with me. Walk with me and what? Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Next verse. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So being with him and working with him is what brings you into real rest. Living, living a good, glorious, full of action life. Hmm? No dollar. There's no dumb moment to Jesus. Too much action. When your ship is swerving, you realize that, hey, Charlie, life is not boring at all. Life is really very active. Hallelujah. So, we are sharing on what? The work of a shepherd. The number one work of a shepherd, I'll just treat number one with you. I have about eight or nine of them. Okay? Number one is giving birth to sheep. Giving birth to what? Giving birth to sheep. The number one work of a shepherd is to give birth to sheep. 
That is a work. To give birth to what? Because every shepherd is a sheep. Ezekiel chapter 34 verse 30. Every shepherd is what? We are all sheep in the house of the Lord. Ezekiel 34 verse 30. Let's read the King James, please. We are reading 30 to 31, okay? Thus shall they know that I, the Lord, they are God, am with them. And that they, and that they even the house of Israel, are my people, say the Lord God. Next verse. Do you remember we are Israel? You know we are Israel, right? And ye, my flock, the flock of my pasture, are men. And I am your God, say the Lord God. So, we are, men are the flock of God. You and I are the flock of God. Are you in the church? Yes. Psalm 100 verse 3. We are sheep. Tell about we are sheep. So a shepherd is a sheep. A shepherd is what? A sheep. You are a sheep before you are a shepherd. And the way to the first work we have is to give birth to sheep. If there's any work, which is a natural thing. A sheep giving birth to sheep. Is it not natural? If a sheep gives birth to a crocodile, what would you say? It's a very serious thing. It's a sight to behold. It will make it to BBC and CNN. If a sheep gives birth to a frog. A sheep says, I'm pregnant. I'm giving birth. And a frog comes. Hey, It doesn't work, isn't it? So every sheep must give birth to sheep. Knowing that the Lord is he is God. It is he that has made us. Psalm 100 verse 3. And not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We are the sheep of his pasture. Okay, go to Ezekiel 34 um, verse 31 where we're reading. We just read it. We are, we are his flock. So everyone sitting here and I'm over here listening to me is a sheep. Hello sheep of the Lord. I'm not insult- we are not insulting you. We are just saying what you really are. Does it make sense to you? Yes, you are a sheep. Everybody is a sheep. Uh, He says, and you, my flock, the flock of my pasture, are men. So men are flock. That's what God says. It's not that we are saying it. Stop asking, hey, when we came, they said we are are sheep. That is what you are. You may not see yourself as such, but that is what you are. Jesus called himself the good shepherd. If you are for him, you are a sheep. John chapter 1 verse 1, look at it. John chapter 10 verse 1. Calls himself the shepherd. Very, very light unto you. He that entered not by the door into the sheepfold. He calls Christianity a sheepfold. He calls the church a sheepfold. But climbeth up some other way. The same is a thief and a robber. Next verse. He that entered by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. The shepherd of what? The sheep. We are sheep. And he is a shepherd. Yes. Look at the next verse. To him the porter openeth and the sheep hear his voice. Who is the sheep? We are the sheep. Who is the porter? The Holy Spirit. The, the porter opened it and the sheep hear his voice. And he called his own sheep by name. The sheep has name. So this is Sheep Papu. Sheep Adam. Sheep Alex. Sheep Sisi, right? Sheep Sisi. Sheep Ohinewa. Yeah. Sheep Godwin. Sheep Adam. Sheep Lajet. Sheep Joylene. Yeah, I was going to say Judith. You are all sheep. Turn to the closest sheep by you and say, Hello, Madam Sheep. Hello, brother sheep. Sheep at me. Sheep nana. Eh? 
and he called his own sheep by name and leaded them out. Next verse. And when he put forth his own sheep, he go up before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Look at verse, uh, verse 11. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. The good shepherd does what? Giveth his life. Who is a good shepherd? Jesus Christ is a good shepherd. So Jesus called himself. So he's the, he's the original shepherd. All of us are under shepherds. When you become a shepherd, you are just an under shepherd. First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1 shows you that we are all under shepherds. Let a man's account of us as of the ministers of Christ. First Corinthians 4 verse 1. Let a man's account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the ministries of the mysteries of God. Okay? The word stewards is under rower, an under shepherd. That's what it means. So we are all deputy shepherds. And every shepherd is primarily a sheep. And the, way, the first work of a sheep is to give birth. If this flock is going to increase, if we are going to become 2,500 like we want to become this year, what do we have to do? Every sheep must give birth. Two, three, four, five. Multiple times. How many times can, can a sheep give birth in a year? <laughs> how many times? Once. In a, in, a, in a year. And how many, how many children can come out at once? Two. two. At most two. At most two. So if you don't do anything, uh, two. Do you understand? If you don't do anything, uh, two. But this year God says we are multiplying by five. Meaning that you are going to give birth to five. It's supernatural. Hallelujah. So your first thing is to give birth. That's your first work. To give birth. Now, how do you give birth? You see, we are to give birth. It's, it's God's instruction. If you read in John chapter 15 verse 16, Jesus said that you did not choose me, but I chose you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth what? Fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. A lot of Christians believe in that, the last portion. That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. They believe in that, but they don't believe in the, in the rest. But the second part is dependent on the first part. I, I chose you. For what purpose? I chose you, made you a child of God, made you a Christian. For what purpose? So that you can bear fruits. And that your fruits should remain, should be around. Your fruit should be around, should be in the house of God forever. Wow. wow. So you have to give birth. Now, how do you give birth? You can't give birth without conception. The first thing in giving birth is conception. That is why people start the year and they are believing all kinds of things. You have people, New Year's resolutions, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll, I'll, this will happen, this will happen. Or they are making confessions, I'll do this, I'll do that. But you see, you've not conceived. You cannot, you cannot be pregnant without conception. You cannot give birth without being pregnant. It starts with conception. Pregnancy or gestation, and then you labor for a child to come. That's how it is. Hallelujah. That is why you can't enter a year just doing anything. I told you last year, find out what God wants you to. Because conception comes from the seed of God's word. In every labor, there's profit. But the labor must begin with conception. You are going to start a business. Who sent you to start a business? What word do you have to start that business? Is it because you saw a German start starting a business, so you want to start a business? 
you want to become a pharmacist because you saw this pharmacist become a pharmacist and he's made more, a lot of money. Haven't you seen poor pharmacists before? There are a lot of poor pharmacists. Many. Many. You see, because one, one conceived something, the other did not conceive anything. You need to conceive. If you don't conceive, you can't, you can't, you can't produce anything. That is why every child of God in Love Economy Church must make sure that he conceives something in the beginning of the year. You need to conceive. Find out from God what he wants you to have. Mary became pregnant by a word from God. When God spoke, Mary conceived. The day the word came, when she said, be it unto me, according to your word, she became pregnant. When you hear the Lord, when you hear the word of God from his mouth, you become pregnant. So what does a sheep need to do? Or what does a shepherd need to do to conceive? The shepherd, number one, needs, what does the shepherd need to do to give birth? Your first work is what? To give birth, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, is it true? Yeah. Because if we want to increase, we need to give birth. There should be another Marilyn. Or two or three Marilyns. There have to be. There should be more. There should be more of Hannes. More of Abigail's. More of Maxine's. There should be more of Shine's. Like you around, shining like you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Do you see what I'm talking about? How? We need to conceive. Now, how do we conceive? Is it a question? How do I ask anybody, how do I conceive as a sheep? Because my first work is what? Is to give birth. And the way to give birth, I can't give birth without conception. How do I conceive? Every sheep must conceive through the seed of the word on soul winning. Every sheep must what? Conceive through what? The seed of the word on or concerning soul winning. Listen, we can send you out to go and win a soul as many times as you want. If it is not inside you, if you've not conceived on soul winning, you, you will move around for a long time. You will do everything, but there's no child. Because you never had a word concerning soul winning. There's nothing inside you that is propelling you to do what you're doing. You are doing it because we said you should do it. You are not doing it because it is in your heart. Some of these people have been doing this for a long time. Because there's a seed inside them. There's a seed inside them. And they can give birth many times. You see, you can have a seed on soul concerning, so you have a clear understanding of why you need to do what you are doing. When the why is not answered, it, it always becomes a, a problem. We can force you, we can say, we, we can preach till we die. It won't, it won't happen. Because you've never had, you've never conceived. You don't really know why Jesus needs to be, you need to speak to somebody about Jesus. You don't really know why. The day you find out why, it will change your life forever. The day you conceive, it will change everything about you. You see, there's a snake eh, that can keep sperms for many years. Yes. When, when it crosses, when it has sex with a male, it keeps the sperms. Plenty of the sperms. You see, a sperm just, uh, semen is what is released. And then in the semen, there are millions of sperms. Do you see? A man's semen is supposed to have anywhere between 50 million and 200 million sperms. If it is below, you have problem preg impregnating somebody. Impregnating your wife, I mean, not somebody, your wife. 
am I lying? How many, how many do you need? Around 50 million and above, isn't it? Yes. If it is less, you are all doctors. If it is less, low sperm count. That's low sperm count. Hallelujah. So the snake, eh, that's that particular type of snake, keeps all the 200 million sperms in a pocket, a certain pocket somewhere. Do you see? And as the years go, because it will not meet a male again for a very long time. Yes, it's not going to meet a male for a very long time. Because they live in temperate, they live in a, in a very cold area. These snakes that exist around the polar, uh, whatever, ice, ice region, you get it? Yes. So they keep it and then wait for different, a new season where the child will survive and then fertilize their egg and then give birth to many snakes. And then at another time, it will fertilize again and give birth to more snakes like that. All it needed was a, was a, was a seed. One time seed. One time seed is okay. It can go out. Yeah. I tell you. But, I mean, a human being needs a, a sperm at a particular time to conceive, isn't it? That also works because at different times, as a shepherd, you need different seeds on soul winning to fertilize your egg in order to be able to conceive and, and become pregnant and give birth to sheep as God will have you to. If a shepherd is not inspired on soul winning, he will not be able to give birth as he's supposed to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection is not clear in your mind, it doesn't really mean much to you. Hallelujah. You must care and be burdened with the agency of the matter of people's need of salvation and your responsibility of telling them. If this burden is not there, you are not going to. You can't conceive. So I want to show you four things or five things you need to have understanding of in order to conceive. Okay? Number one, understand the reality of the sin of man. Understand the reality of what? Understanding the reality of of, of, of the sin of man can get you to conceive. Yes. If you understand that all men have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God, and that all men have a problem, all human beings, I'm not talking, when I say men, I understand it's generic, it's human beings. Every human being has sinned. And every human being, because of a sin, you know what I'm talking about? Romans chapter 3, verse what? Verse 23. For all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. This is the state of every human being. Every human being has sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God and is on his way to death and to destruction and to hell and to eternal damnation. Do you care that your boss in the office is not born again? Do you care that he's a sinner and that he's on his way to hell? The next one is understand the reality of hell. That's the next thing. Understand the reality of hell. You need to understand the reality of hell. Hell is real. It's not, it's not a joke. It's no joke. There's something called hell. It is really there. It is real. And it is burning and flaming hot. Yes. It is there. When you have a revelation of hell, you will conceive you will know that nobody should go there. You will know that your father shouldn't go there. So you didn't care about age difference. You will still preach the gospel. Yes. You will talk to the person. 
That brings you to your conception. When you understand that all men have sinned. Adam's transgression was a transgression of all men. So long as you are born of the seed of a man or born of the sperm of a man, you are a sinner. Everyone born of a, of a human being is a sinner. And it's automatically on its way to hell. Automatically. Automatically. There's nothing you can do to, give, to exchange your soul. Yes. What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? That's what Jesus said. What shall you give in exchange for your soul? You can't give anything for your soul. You can't use your riches to exchange your soul. That, oh, because I have money, it will be, it will be okay for me when God is judging the universe. There's a day coming when God will sit on a white throne. Revelation chapter 20 verse 12. Look at Revelation 20. Let's read from verse 11. Revelation 20 verse 11. You need to understand. So you need to conceive along this line. Charlie, it is, a, it is an urgency. The urgency of the matter. People are going to hell. When you see someone is dead, the first question you should ask yourself is, was he born again? Because that is the only thing that will matter. Only thing. If a shepherd does not conceive on, on the seed of soul winning and the agency of the matter, we'll talk uh, it won't do pursue. It will not pursue you. It will do nothing to you. You'll be excited about something else, but never concerning the reality. People are going to hell, I tell you. Some years ago, we were praying with... Uh, we're all praying. Pastor Yvonne here saw, had a vision of hell and it changed her life forever. Prior to that, she was not serious. After that, it changed. A seed was, am I lying? Stand up. Let Tell them so they can hear. You need it. Can we get a microphone quickly? Yeah. You need it. When you get it, it makes a world of, it changes a lot of things about you. Hallelujah. Yeah. So I think I was just enthusiastic about just knowing about God, but not making any intentional, um, taking intentional steps to get to know him and do what uh, is expected of me. So I think we had a prayer meeting at Pajo some time ago, yeah. And Pajo are next. <laughs> Pajo are next. How many of you know Pajo? This is Kumasi, Korean University. Pajo are next, just behind Indies. Yeah, do you remember? Yeah, yeah, I remember. So I had some very interesting experience where I had a revelation of hell and how people were crying, suffering, and I was shouting. I think I was shouting, warning people. She was rolling all over the place. <laughs> Jesus is coming. Yeah. Hell is real. It changed her life forever. Yes. She's a, she's a, she's a senior shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> senior shepherd. If there's no concept, oh, that's why we are struggling. Because most of the people sitting here, they don't have revelation. It's like we are forcing them. Mm -hmm. So you can't give back to sheep. When you give back to them, you don't know why you should even keep them. You get it? They are not important to you. Because there's no no seed, no conception. Somewhat. 49 verse 6 to 9. Yeah, but before I go there, look at this. It says, and I saw a great white throne, Revelation 20, 11. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. <laughs> and there was found no place for them. Whether you like it or not, eh? they said, this day is coming in your life. You see, you are not certain whether you, you marry or you have children. You are not certain. You don't know any of those things. But there's something you know. You are going to die. You are going to face judgment. And the people keep, keep postponing it. Oh, it's nothing. Oh, it's nothing. Oh, it's nothing. Oh, it's nothing. Those who are supposed to say it, don't say it. And those who 
are supposed to hear it, don't want to hear it. By certain, it's coming in people's lives. It's coming in people's lives. It's going to happen in your life. There's a day coming when you stand before the Lord. And you will be found wanting if you are not born again. The only thing that qualifies you is Jesus Christ. If, if Jesus is not in your life, forget it. You are going straight to eternal damnation. Straight to eternal damnation. We can use everything to cover it. We can use iPhone to cover it. We can use Facebook to cover it. We can use uh, Instagram to cover it. We can use Twitter to cover it. We can use a lot of things to cover it. But that is the, the reality is that there's a day coming in people's lives where they'll stand before the Lord. He says, and I saw a great white one, him that sat on, the, on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. Next verse. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, whether you like it or not, this will come, this will happen. It will happen. It's not by choice. Who, who are you? Who do you think you are? Your beauty will mean nothing. What is your beauty? Your, your status will mean nothing. Jesus spoke about the rich man and Lazarus. Lazarus was a real person. The rich man was a real person. Scholars have even brought the name of the rich man. They called him Dives. There are some Bible, the Bibles that bring his name. Dives. Yeah, he dived into hell, I tell you. <laughs> he was enjoying here in, in, in life. Enjoying. He was enjoying sumptuous meals. Eating nicely. Enjoying life. Using iPhone 13 Pro Max. Every phone that will come, he will get some. That it can't cover the fact that you will not be, uh, some, you will not, you will not be in heaven. I tell you. Yeah. So you can see a beautiful lady moving around. She needs the gospel. She needs Jesus Christ. I tell you, that's the greatest need of man. She needs it. You can see a man, big man, he's like everything is okay. He needs it. All these politicians, they need it. And they are going to hell if they don't, if they don't get born again. All, whether you're a politician, you're a president, you're an influential person, or you're poor. You can be the poorest of the poor. Here on earth, if you don't give your life to Christ, you are ending up in hell. There's no discussion about it. There's no discussion about it. Yeah. So when you conceive along that line, eh, it will change your life. It will change the way you think. It will change the way you behave. It will change the way you see life. You will not use things to cover things. People are blessed nicely, so they don't need Jesus. People are, they are, he's too poor. He doesn't, you will not use those things to cover it. You would want to get everybody born again. If you, are, if you conceive, you'll be surprised. You will not walk to church alone. I was sitting at the back. I saw some people who are supposed to bring in people. Shepherds are supposed to be, they walk into church late, alone. Coming like that. You've not yet caught the revelation. That is why. That is why. That is why you are coming alone. That is why you are coming alone. That is why there's no sense of urgency in your heart. That someone is going to hell. And I'm the agent sent by God to bring the person to him. You've not conceived. So you can't give birth. You can't give birth to sheep. It is real. Brother, it is real. Hell is real. Lazarus was real. The Bible says that the rich man... In torment, the, in hell, you have feel, there's feeling in, in hell. You have feeling. Pinch your neighbor and see if your neighbor, your, your neighbor will feel it. Show me Lazarus and the rich man. I thought you show me. Show me quickly. Show me quickly. Are you feeling it? Yes. You are feeling it? Yes. The fire in hell is real. It's real fire. It is not a joke fire. If your father is not born again, he's going there, I tell you. No matter how much he loved you and how much he was nice to you, he's going to end up in hell. He's going to end up in hell. It is the place, hell is the trash, is the, is the dustpan. Okay? And the lake of fire is the trash can. The lake of fire is the final place. Hell is, hell, hell is even comfortable. More, it's a reception. Hell is counter back. 
Lake of fire is a real place. And that is where people are going to. That is where your friend, your roommate is going to. You have decided that you will not see anything. She's go- if you care about your roommate, if you really care about your roommate there, the best gift you can give to your roommate is to tell your, your roommate about Jesus Christ. Whether she's a Muslim or not, you will tell her about Jesus Christ. You will. Luke 16. Go up. And there was a certain rich man, a certain beggar. Go up. Go up. Let's read from the rich man. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine lining. He clothed very nicely. Designer clothing. You can wear the, the nicest designer clothing. You are, you are going to hell. You are going to hell. If you are not born again, you are going to hell. Nothing will help you. And death does not announce it's coming. Death does not announce that I'm coming for you tomorrow. Yeah. I was telling some of our people, those who came to pray on Friday, one of our pastors, a younger brother, 25th December, 25th December when everybody's happy, he, was, he went out to go and buy something with a motorbike. He parked the motorbike, bought what he was going to buy, came to stand and was going to climb the motorbike. A drunk driver, a driver who had enjoyed himself uh, and had gotten himself boost, drove straight into him and killed him flat on, flat on, spot, on the spot. Killed him just like that. Young guy, 22 year old. He's dead, he's gone. If he was not born again. The first question I ask myself whenever I hear that someone has died, where is he going to? Where is he going? Because it is real. You are going somewhere. Whether you like, the earlier you give your life to Christ. You see, it's like it's not, sometimes it's like we don't talk about hell anymore. So it's like, it's not there anymore. It is there. Jude chapter one. Look at Jude chapter one. He was feeding. Nicely, eh? Fine lining, fed sumptuously every day. Feeding sumptuously every day, enjoying life. Enjoying life. Eating fried rice and chicken. But French fries and, and what? And bacon and whatever. Eating, uh, 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 what? Burger King. What? Singapore rice noodles. Basmati rice. You can eat all the nice things in life. If you are not born again, you are going to hell. I'm telling you, you are going to hell. Let's read it. Psalm 49, verse 69. Amplify. Let's read Amplify. Even of those who trust and lean on their wealth and boast of, of the abundance of their riches, none of them can by any means, n- none of them can by any means redeem either himself or his brother. Have you seen it? You, you can't. Your money will not do. What is money? What is dollars does not work in the spirit. There's no dollars in the spirit. You can't pay bribe. It doesn't work. None of them can buy by any means redeem either himself or his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. You can't pay God that oh, Charlie, something for the boys. This is my brother. Let him pass. Okay? Let him pass. Oh, it's me. Lord, it's me. So take this. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So when you are quiet, what you are doing is that it's like you don't care. You don't really care. You don't really care about the people you say you care about. If you are not sharing the gospel, you don't really care about them. You don't really care about them. You say you care about somebody, you should preach the gospel to the person. Tell the person about Jesus Christ. You won't ask yourself questions. So I don't know what to say. You don't know what, what do you mean by you don't know what to say? Say something. Tell him Jesus is coming. It's, it's okay. You need to give your life to Christ. It's okay. You don't need to know so many things. You don't need to be a, a guru in the word of God to be a shepherd and to bring people to the house of God and to, to preach the gospel. Just as you are. 
you're a freshly born again believer is the number one testifier of the gospel because you have experience with him. Fresh experience with him. Your love is fresh. Yeah. Verse 8. For the ransom of a life is too costly and the price one can pay can never suffice. Can never suffice. Nobody can pay. Nobody can pay. You can't pay. Your brother cannot pay. Your sister cannot pay. Your uncle cannot pay. None of those people can pay. When you are quiet, what you are saying is that they should go to hell. That's what you said. They should go to hell and you don't care. But God will ask you one day. God will ask you one day whether you like it or not. Have conception on the fact that, have understanding of the fact that their blood will be required of you. That's the next one. Their blood will be required. If you know that their blood will be required of you, you will rise up from your foolishness and from your stupidity and from your stupor thinking that you have arrived and that I'm going to heaven. They don't, I don't care about them. You will see. When you arrive in heaven, then God will also ask you questions. Listen, it is, it is something that's coming to come in your life. Whether you like it or not, God will ask you. Ezekiel 3.17. I have too many scriptures to tell you. Son of man, yeah, verse 7. Son of man, I have made you a watchman to the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. Give them warning from me. Don't you, you can use your job to cover it. You can use your job, you can use your job to cover it. I'm too busy. Who is not busy? Who have children? You can use your children to cover it. I have children. Now I've given birth. I, I, I have some people have given birth and it has finished, like the ministry has finished. Yeah, I have some people, they've given birth, so it's finished. They can't come to church again. They can't come around. You were praying for a child, now that you have the child, it has bombed, it has bombed your activeness, your activeness in God. Yeah. You are pregnant, so you can't, you can't do some things. Son of man, I have made you a watchman to the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word of God at my mouth and give them warning. King James, let's read King James. Verse 18. When I say unto the wicked, you shall surely die. When God says to the wicked, you shall surely die. And we've seen it here. It's in the Bible. They are all going to hell. They are all going to hell. They are not going anywhere. They are going to hell. If they reject Jesus Christ, they are going to hell. If they reject Jesus Christ, they are condemned. They are going. They are going. They are going. And you don't know when they will go. They are going. You better talk to them. You better say something now. You don't know. You never know. You never know. When I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning. If you do not give him warning, nor speak to, to warn the wicked from his wicked ways, to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity. As for that one, sure, he shall die. But his blood, 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 will I require at your hand, at you, your hand, all the people who are around you that you are not saying anything to that you are quiet about, that you don't want to talk to about Jesus Christ because you are feeling shy because you feel it's not, it's not woke enough or you feel something is going on, you don't really want to all of them do require God knows your GPS all the time he knows where you are, he knows the one you sat in the taxi with he knows all those people he says I require their blood of you all the people he prompted you to talk to sometimes you are there, you have a, a nudge inside, talk to this person share something with the person and you are quiet, you are not talking, you are quiet they will ask they will ask they will ask. They will ask you. Your job is to tell them. You need, you, you, see, you need, I'm just giving you a sample of some of the things you need to con- be conceived with. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm talking to you about. You need to conceive. You need to conceive and become a soul winner. Become a soul winner. Become a soul winner. Eh? He says, if I tell you, you don't mind me. You will see. Next verse. Next verse. 
Yet, if you warn the wicked, if you, if I tell you you warn the person, eh, and he turn not from his wickedness, you have done your part. Okay. Not from his wicked way, he shall die in the, his iniquity. But you have delivered your soul. You would have delivered your soul. Okay. If you tell the person, the person does not change. You have done your own. Your job is to say, tell the person, t- say something. It's in your mouth. Say something. Say something. Hell is real. One blind man was dying. Blind, wicked blind man. Uh, wicked man, blind man who was an occultist. He was into all kinds of things. Was dying. When he was dying, he started shouting. This is a true story. Happened at Kolewu. When he was dying, he said, I can see the demons coming for me. They are coming for me. I, I, shouting all over the place. He was blind physically. But if you are blind physically, your eyes are open spiritually. And you will see all the demons. The, 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 Lazarus, the, the, the rich man had devils coming for him. Yes. The day you lose, someone loses his breath like that and dies. It's either angels are coming for you or demons are coming for you. That is it. That is the reality of the thing. You can't, we can't sugarcoat. We can't change it. We can't do anything to change it. Yes. He says, know about the hellfire and, and take people out. Take them out. That is in Jude. Eh? Snatch them out of the fire. Jude 1, is it 20, 23 or so? Snatch them out of fire. Snatch them out of fire. Don't keep quiet. Don't do your face like nothing is happening. We are begging you, oh, win souls, win souls. They will require their blood. If you like, don't do anything. If you like, don't do it. If you like, pass by. Be a Christian who is just interested in being a doctor, interested in being a lawyer. Be a Christian who is just interested in himself. Interested in Pharaoh, building Pharaoh's treasure cities. Yeah, be, be fine, it's fine. Keep going. <laughs> Some of you are pastors. You don't even talk to anybody about Jesus Christ. You became a pastor now. You don't talk about Jesus Christ to anybody about Jesus Christ. Keep doing that. Keep doing you. Keep doing you. You will see on that day. If you know what's ahead of you, you will change. You will not give yourself excuses that, oh, uh, because of this, because of that, I, I'm too busy. I'm too this. I'm too. What do you mean? They are coming for you. Yes, they are black. God will sit down with you and do accounts with you. One by one. This person. This person. He's in hell because of you. This one is in hell because of you. You didn't say anything. You kept quiet. When I sent you out, you didn't go. You said you were too tired. It was too, it was too late. It was too late. You were too hungry. You didn't have money. There will be no excuse. Your beauty will mean nothing. Yeah. And others say with fear. Jude 1, 23. And others say with fear, pulling them out of the fire. Which fire? Hell fire. There's fire in hell. There's fire in hell. The rich man was in torment. Torment. There's torment in hell. You can feel. And whilst he was in hell, he remembered his brothers. Five brothers. He says, I have five brothers. They are not, they've, they've, they've not had. He, he became a soul winner in hell. Yes, he became a, That is when all the, all your, you realize that nothing else mattered. Nothing else. You, you better, you better change some things about you, I tell you. No, we have to. We can't just be moving around. Just around. You are playing drums, so no souls. You are doing this. You are doing ocean work, so no souls. You are doing, that, they will require. It's not, it's not me that I'll do accountability in church. And check whether you brought somebody or hey, don't think about me. Don't think, what I'm doing for you, you should be thanking me and saying and, 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 and telling me to even continue that I'm even checking you to see whether you are doing something that will amount to anything in eternity. Yes. Snatch them out of fire, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted with by the flesh. Yeah. 
It is true. It is true. You can't, we can't deny it. We can't do anything about it. So have an understanding hmm? of the reality of hell, of the fact of, of sinners. They are sinners. Sinners are, they are bound, they are around. You need to preach them. And you have a responsibility. Because if you don't, if you don't do what you're supposed to do, they will ask of you. Acts chapter 20, verse 26. Look at Acts 20, 26. Paul said that, I've gone around preaching the gospel. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I'm pure from the blood of all men. I'm pure from the blood of all men. Why was he saying this? I'm pure from the blood of all men. Paul could say, I'm pure from the blood of all men. Why? Next verse. Because I have not ceased. I have not shown to declare unto you all the counsel of God. I've said all that I'm supposed to declare unto you. I've done all my work. I've finished. I've gone amongst you preaching the gospel. If you read up, you see it. Go to verse 25. And now behold, I know that you are among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God. Shall see my face no more. I have gone around preaching the kingdom of God. Doing what I am supposed to do. Therefore, let everybody know. Next verse. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of women. Can you say you are pure from the blood of women? You can't. You can't. I can't say it. You can't say it. I can't say it. You can't say it. Yeah. You sit in a car with somebody. God require. You require. Charlie, she can't say yours it means that you shouldn't sit in a car with anybody. No trotter, no taxi. Just walk around. Even when you're walking, you meet people. That one too. It's inside. It's an amazing thing. Oh. God's calculation is different from man's calculation. Oh. You can give yourself excuses, but he says this is it. Take it or leave it. This is it. Have an understanding. The next one is that have an understanding. Have an agency of the fact that there's no name given under heaven by which any man will be saved apart from Jesus. Have that understanding that there's no name. There's no name. Given under, let, let the word of God along these lines sow a seed in you. Let, it, let that seed make you conceive. Like become concerned. You are too unconcerned. You have become a, a some way Christian. Too unconcerned. You're just moving around. No. Shouldn't be like that. See, I refuse to be an unconcerned Christian. I am, from henceforth, I'm a concerned Christian. Yes. See, I'm conceiving. I'm conceiving. I'm conceiving right now. I thought you would say it, but you are not saying. See, I'm conceiving right now. Yes, I'm conceiving right now, right now, right now, right now. Yeah. There's no name given under heaven. No name. Allah does not cut it. Buddha does not cut it. Muhammad does not cut it. No name. Confucius does not cut it. He's confused. No name. There's no name given under heaven. So when you meet somebody who says that Muhammad is the way, you should be concerned. You should be concerned. You should be concerned. Acts chapter 4. Acts 4, 12. It says, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. No name. There's no name under heaven. Only Jesus' name is the name given through which men can be saved. No name. No name. No name. And these are speeches from people who were of the stock of Israel. People who knew the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as known by the Mohammedans. Those on the other side, you know. Yeah? No other name. And you have that name. 
You have that name. Be concerned that there's no other name. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men. The man Jesus Christ. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men. The man Christ Jesus. One God. Not two gods. One God. And that one God has one mediator. <laughs> not five mediators. Not ten mediators. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. There's only one mediator. His name is Jesus Christ. The man Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus. Who was given for a ransom for all. Next verse. Who gave himself a ransom for all? To be testified in due time. Someone needs to talk about his ransom. His, his life. To somebody. You need, you need to talk. You need to mention it. If you don't say it, nobody will know. Don't let the world hush you to silence. The days of silence are over. Say the days of silence are over. I'm a concerned Christian. I'm a concerned Christian. The seed of God's word has been sold into me this morning. And I'll produce results. Hallelujah. So you need to say something. You're saying something is what will lead to salvation. Romans chapter 10, verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Next verse. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. What's the name of the Lord? Jesus. Whosoever shall call upon that name shall be saved. Because that's the only name given for salvation. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they call on him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach? Except they be sent. Hmm? Verse 15. How shall they preach? Except they be sent. You may be asking yourself, am I sent? You are sent. John chapter 20, verse 21. Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, even so send I you. So you are sent. Tell anybody you are sent. You are sent. You are sent one. You are an agent of heaven. Here on earth. Say I'm an agent of heaven. Here on earth. Can you imagine? You are an agent of heaven here on earth. You are an ambassador from heaven here on earth. Yes. It means two things. It means that your supply is taken care of. And it also means that you have a duty to fulfill. Your duty is to fulfill the interest of the kingdom where you are coming from. Yes, there's an interest from where you are coming from. And you make sure of it in the country where you have come to. As an ambassador. We are all ambassadors sent from God here on earth. How shall they preach except they be sent? Romans chapter 10. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. And bring glad tidings of good things. Bring glad tidings of good things. So let people know that Jesus has come. You don't need to go to hell. Hell is real. It is from, hell from beneath you is moved. Hell has opened its mouth. It is swallowing a lot of people. Killing a lot of people. This is, you see, what a shock. Small girl, she's gone. Small boy, she's gone. Older man, she's gone. All those who are dying, dead people are actually alive. All dead people are alive. They are not really dead. They have exited this body, but they are alive. Everything is functioning. They are alive. They are more alive than you. Yes. So let's preach the gospel. Give birth. Tell me about give birth. Give birth. To sheep. sheep. To sheep. sheep. Conceive. Conceive. And give birth. And give birth. You see, after you have conceived with the word of God, like I'm sharing with you now, the next thing is to labor. Wow. To give birth, you need to labor. On Tuesday, I'll talk about labor, if I have the opportunity. Wow. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Rise upon your feet and thank God.
Thank God for what you have shared with you. Father, we are grateful. Father, we are thankful. Lord, I had a Shana money. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Very important time. People are going to give their lives to Christ. Malaba Shogadavan. Mandolo Bolo Bolo. Lord, I offer my life to you. you. Everything I've been through, use it for your glory. Lord, I offer my pain. Lift up your hands and just thank Him. Thank Him for all your sharing. To you as a pleasing sacrifice, Lord, I offer you my every eye closed. If you are here, you have not given your life to Christ, Charlie. That thing is serious. You may be here, you are not even sure. You need to be sure. You need to be sure. You need to be sure. Don't leave this particular thing to any chance. Don't leave it to chance. Don't leave it to anything. Your friend will not mean anything. Don't say, my friend is around. I don't know if I can do this. It's, it's, you, you have to do this. Because the day you stand before him, you stand before him alone. Not with someone else. Just you and him. Giving an account of yourself with respect to how you accepted Jesus Christ or not. If you are here and you are not born again, you have never given your life to Christ. Or you are not sure. My hands are lifted to you right now. Come to me. Come to me in the front right now. Don't wait. Come. Don't wait for anybody. Don't think about anything. Come right now. You never know. You never know. You can't be too sure. Come. Come right now. Come right now. On that day, God will tell you that you saw my hand lifted. You saw Pastor T's hand lifted. And he was calling you and he didn't go. Come. 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 Don't wait. Come. 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 It is real. It is as real as it gets. It is real. It is real. It is real. It is real. It is as real as it gets. Don't let anything cover it. Don't let anything cover it. It is it is real. It is urgent. It is urgent. It is urgent. I feel that one or two, one or two people more. Come. Come, don't wait. Don't wait. Don't look around you. Don't think about what they will say. What will they say about me? Nobody will say anything about you. It is between you and God. It is between you and God. Come, 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 come. To the unbeliever, he says, come. Come, come. Yeah, come, come. Come. Don't wait. Everything I Don't wait. You never know what will happen when you leave this place. You can't leave it to chance. You leave it to chance, you don't have a chance in life. Lord, I have a Lord, I have to you. Come. Yeah. Come. Come. Don't leave it. Don't leave it to chance. Don't leave it to chance. Now, those of you who are here, it's very simple. You don't need to do any complicated thing. You believe that is why you are here. So all you're going to do is to confirm or affirm your believing with your proclamation, with your prayer. 
So I want you to close your eyes and say this prayer after me. Say, thank you, God, for sending your son, Jesus Christ, into this world for me. I believe that Jesus is the son of God. I believe that Jesus died on the cross of Calvary. And I believe that on the third day, he rose from the dead, all for my sake. I believe that when he died, I died with him. I believe that when he was buried, I was buried with him. I believe that when he rose from the dead, I rose from the dead with him. Thank you, Father. For the blood of Christ, that cleanses me from all sin. Thank you that I'm washed by your blood because I have believed and spoken with my mouth. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for taking me out of hell and out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. I declare boldly that I'm born again. I'm a child of God and no one can do anything about it. Devil, you have no place in my life. I'm not yours anymore. I am for God and I am for Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Father, thank you for your children. Thank you for this blessing. We are grateful and we are thankful. Thank you for opening this opportunity for them to come into your kingdom. Thank you that they are secured in you and nothing and no one can take them out, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Congratulations. Now, every eye closed, I, I feel that there are some people who need to recommit their lives to Christ. When I say recommit your life to Christ, I'm talking about your work with him. You realize that you have ignored him for a long time. And this afternoon, God is here to help you, to strengthen you, give you special strength. To be able to do what he wants you to do. You know, prayer makes a world of a difference. Prayer is very powerful. I want to pray for you that your commitment to God will stay intact from, from now onwards. That's a prayer I want to pray for. I'm being led to do that. So if you feel you want to recommit to God with respect to your work, come to the front right now. 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 Don't, don't be shy. Just come. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Everything that Lord use me as a shepherd use me use me to do what you want me to do I'm tired of just hanging around I'm just, I'm just tired of being around I'm, just, I'm tired of not taking you seriously I want to take you seriously from henceforth come I want to pray for you I had someone pray for me to become serious with God because at, at some time ago I was also behaving like this. someone prayed someone called me out called out something like this and prayed for me and from that time I became fine I had someone pray for me and it changed a lot of things about me so I want to do the same thing for you this morning. I want to pray for you. Come, come, come. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. I want you to lift your hands right now, wherever you are. Father, I pray for your children. I pray for your children. I pray for your children, Lord. I pray for your children, Lord. As your hands are lifted, Lord. I pray that these hands that are laid on your plow from henceforth will remain on your plow. Thank you that they will not look back. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray for spiritual tenacity and strength for them to do what you have designed for them to do. I pray that this seed you are sowing into them today will last forever in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that their commitment will have another meaning altogether from henceforth. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I soak them in the power of your spirit from henceforth as they tend to go just as Saul the son of Kish turned away from the prophet Samuel and was turned into another man altogether from that day as they turned back to go to their seats they are turned into another man into another woman for your purposes standing for your will standing for your purpose standing for your, your, your work and standing for your calling in the name of the Lord Jesus Thank you for spiritual stamina, strength, wisdom, grace released upon their lives, special grace released upon their lives to serve you from henceforth. I delete shyness from their lives. All the times they've been shy, thank you that now they will not be shy, they'll be confident and bold. Just as you failed your disciples in that upper room, with confidence, with boldness to declare a word. I declare that your children are filled with boldness from henceforth to declare a word. They will declare a word without fear, without favor, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father, for grace ministered to them. Even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Congratulations. God bless you. You may take your seats. Let's give them a big round of applause. Hallelujah. Have you been blessed? Very blessed? Father, thank you for everyone. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you that this marks the turn of a new face for all of us. Even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.